Welcome to the LLMC Sermon Series, where powerful messages from our missional discipling church will inspire and guide your spiritual journey. Join us as we explore the Word of God together, delving into topics that matter to your life. Whether you're seeking answers or seeking to deepen your faith, this podcast is your spiritual sanctuary. Experience the joy of community and connection as we learn, grow, and transform through the teachings of LLMC. Subscribe now, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. Let's dig in this morning. We're going to be engaging in our last week of Enough is Enough. And in this process this morning, you're actually getting two sermons in one, because I had planned out a four-week series, but with Mission Sunday, um, we uh, have been off a little bit. So... I want to open up, and yes, that is Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Trust me, there's a reason. But John 3.16 is our text this morning for part one. The big idea is that God loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. This is something that I think we continue to forget. Matter of fact, it is the number one conversation I have with people around their faith walk. As they think they're unlovable. They think the things that they've done in their life and the wrestles that they have, that there's no way that God can love them. The application is that God's love for you knows no limits. You are loved by the God of the universe forever. Because remember, we're talking in this theme word is contentment. Each week we've been hitting through contentment and in different ways. And we've looked at provision. We've looked at the word contentment. And today we're going to be looking at love. And the reason why I'm a Star Wars guy, any other Star Wars fans in here? Anybody? May 4th, right? A beautiful day. Not many of you in here. we got to work on that. So the whole point of Star Wars is this redemption story of Father Darth Vader. And in this moment in The Return of the Jedi, there's this this, this part, and I want to read you this quote that happens, because Darth Vader, he's the bad guy all throughout. He is the bad guy, and he is really bad, and he has got major issues, and it is just bad. And Luke is here with the helmet off because Darth was in this process. The emperor's there, and it's this epic moment, and Luke's, Luke's dad's dying. Darth Vader's dying. He took a shot for Luke, and he says, he takes the helmet off, and he looks at his father, and and. His father just says, leave me alone. Darth Vader says, leave me alone. Luke says, no, I've got to save you. To which his father replies, you already have, Luke. You already have. And this whole story of Star Wars is this unconditional love. And in the beginning, Luke finds out, like when he finds out that Darth Vader is his father, it just sends into this whole tizzy. But there's this fact that even as horrible as Darth Vader is, he can still be loved. And I think sometimes we forget that when we go through things in our lives and we just haven't been there right for our family, our friends, or whatever, the fact is, is that God still loves us. See, in John 3.16, it just says, I'm going to read it to you. You probably know this one. It gets tossed around a lot, but I just want to slowly just soak this in with you. For God so loved the world. Okay, right there. God loved the world. 
the world. Not just your neighbor, not just the people that are really good, the world. That he gave his one and only son. That he gifted his one and only son. He didn't require anything else. He gave that whoever believes in him, belief, not just thinking about, but actually believing, shall not perish, perish, but have eternal life. That means that if we engage with this love, this gift, this process, that we get to have eternal life. I can't process eternal life. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. I don't get it. The fact that it just keeps going on and on, my friend. The song that never ends, right? Like, I, 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 can't, I can't grasp that. Like, that. like right here, this is a blip. Like this moment is a blip. My Facebook account getting hacked into was a blip compared to eternity. You know, like, it's fascinating to me what we start to worry about, where our brains go, and how that works. And see, church, this fact that the God of the universe came down to this earth and walked with us creates this unconditional love through his life and his death and his resurrection. There's this thing that goes on that he loves you and me. I don't think we take that in when it comes to contentment about being loved. I don't think we realize sometimes how it's enough. And I, and I think when we process that Jesus is here, that this good news is happening, like everything that Jesus did was teaching us about our relationship with God. Like if you ever think about it, right, these different things that he keeps teaching us, it's all about this gift from God. Like, like, like if you think about like relationships and so forth with God, you can never like, how do I say this? Like, and I was trying to process thinking about my relationship with God to my family during COVID, right? Because like during COVID, when you were locked down with your family, there was probably moments where you needed to take a break. My daughter is shaking her head furiously, yes. Right? Like, like, I think about that, and I think about, like, with God, like, I don't want to take a break from him. I'm trying to take breaks with him. Like, does that make sense? Like, like it's so funny how we get when it comes to our relationship with God, and there's this fact that there's this love piece that I think we tend to wrestle with because we don't process the unconditional side of love. God wants to spend time with us. He doesn't want to be separated from us, but he also doesn't force himself on us. I want to read to you a teaching of Jesus because as Jesus walked this earth, as he was the son that was given to us as this gift, I want to read to you Mark 4, 26 to 29. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows. 
though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, and then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. See, the kingdom of God, it's going to happen. We don't necessarily understand all the time, but there is this reality that as we love, as we take in love, as we take in the love of God to us, and then we engage with others, something beautiful happens, and that's the kingdom of God. And it says here, I love this Max Licata quote, God gives us people to love and things to use, not things to love and people to use. That's deep. And see, I think sometimes we try to use God instead of having this relationship with him. You know, I, I joke around at Christmas time sometimes because people treat God like Santa Claus. We come in with our prayer requests, but we don't treat it in this relationship fashion. And the reality is that God loves us and that in this belief in him, that whosoever believes, if you believe that God is legit, then you're chasing after a relationship, not the requests of it. See, I need to clear this up for you because I find so often when I talk with people, they spend a lot of time in their prayer life making requests and not in a loving relationship. See, if you're married here, and if all your spouse did in your loving relationship was request things out of you, it would get old, right? And if you're in that relationship now, you need to stop it. I'm a marriage counselor or a coach, and if you need more therapy, I've got other people. So, you know, if this is your world, it shouldn't be that way. But I'm saying this because if that's the relationship, you have friends and all they do is get th- ask for things from you, and they never ask what you want back. If Christmas was all about you giving gifts and no one gave anything back, it'd be a little weird, right? Like, that's not relationship. That's God. God wants to walk with us in our stuff. It's a loving relationship. And when he gives us his son on this earth, we look at Jesus as that example of this love. We can look at Jesus and say, this is how I should roll in life. And it's fascinating. Time and time again, at least in my own life, I miss that mark. I told my son this morning we were driving down, I am really getting frustrated with this sermon series and I'm looking forward to it being over because teaching contentment, I can't stand in front of you and not practice what I preach, right? Does that make sense? Like if I don't practice what I preach, then it's kind of lame. So this whole month I've been focused on contentment and I kind of giggled last night a little bit when I was laying in bed thinking about my day and how I started in the morning and the Facebook account gets hacked and all this stuff's going bad and blah, 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 blah. And I'm laying there in bed realizing, like, oh, my goodness. What is my problem? Like, it's not the end of the world. And you start to realize, like, as things go along, you start to take account for things. If you've ever gone through medical issues, deep medical issues, and then you come out of it okay, you start to have a different perspective, right? Make sense? See, church, a lot of times with our love, we just, we miss out on it. And we treat God as something to be used And we need to be looking at him as someone to love and to be loved by. Contentment, when you let the love of God soak into you, contentment happens. 
The kingdom of God is this peace of contentment. See, when Jesus came to this earth for God so loved the world, he's giving us the gift of the kingdom, of being a part of this. I want to read you this quote, um, and it comes, it comes from uh, Robert Capon's book, Kingdom, Grace, Judgment, Paradox, Outrage, and Vindication in the Parables of Jesus. And I want to read to you this quote that he says in this book. It says, it grows of itself and in its own good time. Above all, it grows, we know not how. Now listen to this. This is fascinating when it comes to the kingdom of God and love. Any bright ideas we might have about the subject will always and everywhere be wrong ideas. Indeed, their wrongness will be provided, will be proved simply by our having them. Because if the kingdom could have been made to grow in this world by bright ideas, it would have sprouted up all over the place six times a day ever since Adam. In other words, if you think you're going to be able to grow the kingdom with some great concept or new flashy idea, it doesn't work that way. The kingdom of God is seeded and rooted out of love. I hate that. I like bright ideas. I want to come up with the magic thing that I let go and everything gets better in the world. I don't want to have to love others, and there's some days I don't want to love myself. And I don't want to hear that God's love is unconditional. Because if that's true, then I have to receive that, and that means I've got to love him unconditionally. And if I'm trying to love him unconditionally, there's some things I don't like that he does. Amen? It gets frustrating some days, and we don't see the big picture. And we have to be content with his love for us. That's the secret. See, if we can be content in God's love, if we can let his unconditional love soak into us, that his son came down to this earth, if we can grab a hold of the good news, that's the good news. You can't do anything. You can't try the latest trick. You can't buy the neatest thing. You can't go have the greatest experience. You won't be content because you'll want another one. But if you let God love you and you love him back, contentment starts to happen because you're chasing after the kingdom. Now we're moving into part two. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. We're going to read this in a moment. And your contentment comes from changed priorities. This is your heart, okay? So when we talk about contentment and provision and love, All this doesn't matter if you don't have your priorities in your heart straight. And that's how we're going to round out today. When it comes to how you spend your day, what are you placing first? God's kingdom or something else? Ah, like when I typed that out, I was like, ooh. Like there's some days I don't look at God's kingdom and go, I'm ready to rush in, God because I got this other to-do list over here. And the holidays get that way, because we're going to be entering into Advent this upcoming month. The series is going to be watching and waiting. And, and so often, our patience with God runs out. But the fact is, is what is our priorities, right? What is our, our world looking like? So 
I want to read to you Matthew 6, 25 to 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body and more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you not much more, are you not much more than valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Oh, I mean, Jesus is good, right? I mean, that's like, that's like Dr. Phil level. And Jesus already had it there. Like Jesus knows how we get. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And it's true, right? I mean, the beauty of a flower is amazing. And the amount of different flowers that are out there. And God knows that we can look at that and see his workmanship. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And here it is, folks. This is, this, is the, this is it. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Love is trust. When you're in a loving relationship, there's trust. And see, when you start to prioritize the kingdom of God, all of a sudden there's a trust factor that grows. God takes care of things. See, part of this whole deal with us being created on this earth is that we get to have these choices, this love choice, these relationships that we get to engage with. Like, think about your children. If you're, if you're a parent in here and you have a child, and if you don't have kids, think about relatives that you have. You know, it was Thanksgiving. You might have had a lot of family time. Like, it's fascinating to me to sit in a room with 60-some people. I barely know them anymore because we're all in these different worlds. But yet, for some reason, we prioritize every year because it's family. And it's weird to me, but there's this trusting relationship and this love, and there's things that have gone on. And as I looked around and I took a moment at my mom's Thanksgiving dinner, I thought about all the traumas we walked through as a family. And I realized how much family exists in your space, and we don't choose it, right? And here's God, and he's in our space. He creates us, and yet we try to ignore him in our priorities, and we think he's not going to take care of us. See, church, when you shift your priorities and you seek first the kingdom of God, life goes better every time. Because, see, you have a contentment because you know you're seeking right. And when you're seeking after God and you're chasing after his love and he's there with you, stuff happens. It just does. It's like Hershey's chocolate. Any special dark fans in here? Hershey chocolate special? Right. I don't know how they do it, but they do it every time. Like I've never been disappointed by a special dark Hershey's bar ever. And God made man that made dark chocolate, and that's how I know God exists. 
Like, I can't think about eternity, but man, if it's anything like dark chocolate, amen, hallelujah. I see church, that's what I'm saying. Like we giggle, we laugh at it, but that's the reality. We can have special dark every day with God because in the midst of the chaos and the pain and the suffering, he is with us. We can find joy in the stuff that we don't understand. Like that's what I'm beginning to realize more and more in this past month as I've been seeking contentment. I'm laughing at the amount of stressful moments I've had and how everything just worked out fine. Thanksgiving Eve. I didn't know how it was all going to work. We laid everything out in here. We had tables up here, tables out there, supplies going. And we didn't know how many volunteers and who was going to do what or anything. But we all worked together as a family, and we packed 300-some kits. And if you were here that night, it was a little chaotic in here, but it was fun. There was something about it in the air. We were all working together in the kingdom of God. We prioritized the kingdom of God that night, and it was beautiful. I see, church, that's how it goes. It's messy. It's weird. It's awkward. But God always takes care of us. Contentment comes from being convinced that God is God, that you belong to him, and that he loves you madly, and that he is always with you. I challenge you this week. I implore you, actually, I beg you to write down the things that you're worried about and have a conversation with God. Get right. And maybe you are right, then get closer. And maybe you already feel really closer, then start asking for more. Get greedy of his love for you. Get greedy of how he's going to use you. Get greedy about your life so it has purpose and meaning and there's just stuff happening because I am telling you right now, if you can keep falling in love with God every day, your life will be better. Better than special dark chocolate. See, church, and I'm guilty of this. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, telling you all these things like I've got it all together. No, I don't. But what I do know is that as I've been wrestling with this stuff, I keep getting pushed closer to God and away from the other stuff. And it feels really good. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm not afraid of the day. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, God, you're here. You're with me. Let's go. What are you doing? What's happening? And I'm 48 years old. I know I look like I'm 32. I know, it's okay. But at 48 years old, I'm sitting here going, man, I got like half my life. And, 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 and here I am wrestling with this. And I'm like, all right, God, let's go. If you're, if, you're, if you're older, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been past 50, you're probably like, Scott, you're so young. You know, and, and I get that. See, everything's in perspective, right? It's always where we're at in the moment. But I'm telling you this. As we enter into the Christmas season, this gift that God gives us with Jesus, don't overlook it. Don't miss out on it. Like, I'm going to close here on this. I say it a lot, and I'm going to say it again. It is fascinating to me that we all get together on a Sunday. This whole gathering stuff that we do is fascinating to me because it is so not the way the world works. 
So if you wrestle and wonder if God is with you, look around because he is seated right with you. There are people here this morning that we come together and we engage. We're going to have prayer request time. You're going to hear about medical issues, life issues, things like that. We celebrate as we have an engagement. Like this, we come together out of choice and not just obligation because we're family. We are family. Like God knitted us together to be with each other. And that to me is fabulous. So, as you look at your week this week, look at your priority list. Receive the love of God. Chase after that special dark chocolate. And if you don't like special dark, pick something else. It's not as good, but it's okay. Let's go before our Lord in prayer. God, I thank you so much for what you do. Lord, you continue to move with us. So, Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus on this earth. Lord, we thank you for the gospel, the good news, this news that can bring us contentment that nothing else on the planet can do. Lord, I ask that as we get closer to you this week, that, Lord, you will take out the things in our life that need to go away and that we can have more space for you in the kingdom. Lord, help us to wake up in the morning and seek after you so that we can chase after you, that we can look for you in the day, that we can be watching and waiting for what you're going to do in our lives and the lives around us. God, I love when you bring miracles into our space so we can recognize that your hand was there. So Lord, I ask that you move amongst us, that we can't ignore you. We give all this to you in your awesome holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the LLMC Sermon Series. Until next time, may your faith continue to flourish and your spirit stay uplifted. Remember, you're never alone on this journey. Stay connected with LLMC and keep the spirit of community alive in your heart. Wishing you blessings and inspiration until we meet again. Take care and keep seeking the truth.